Welcome to Journey to Authenticity. My name is Sarah Hart. Join me in the quest to uncover our true self and make aligned choices with relationships, purpose, spirituality, and body-mind. Together with my guests, we share the stories, practices, and perspectives on how we can all live an authentic life. Remove the mask, reveal the real you, and spread your light. So today I want to talk to you about what I feel is a fundamental pillar in creating a life of fulfillment and discovering more of our authentic self. And it's about a daily practice, a series of habits that I do first thing in the morning. And it's a fantastic form of self-care and something that I like to call daily tuning. And it's based on Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, which if you haven't read it, it's a fantastic book. I can't recommend it enough. And I've just adapted it slightly to make it my own. And I like to call it daily tuning because I believe we have the greatest instrument on the planet. But like all good instruments, they still need tuning and we're no different, especially because of the type of hectic, mad lifestyle that we all lead now in this modern world. And daily tuning has been an absolute game changer for me. But I have to be honest. This podcast is called Journey to Authenticity after all. Uh, this episode really is more for me than it is for you today because I've slacked off my own advice. And I'm doing this episode because I want to reconnect to it and for you to start this with me tomorrow morning. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to outline Hal's Miracle Morning uh, and then go into a little bit more detail about how I've chosen to adapt it and what I've got from it. And then it's really about you discovering what works for you so that you can adapt your own. And for those who want to grab it, I've put together a free PDF of my daily tuning guide, which you can download if you just head to my website, journeytoauthenticity.co.uk. And it's my gift to you. And what I've found is that in order to get the most out of the day, Setting a clear intention first thing in the morning is key. And if you look at some of the most successful people out there, they all do seem to have something in common, which is that they get up early and they have some form of routine or habits that they do every day. And the best method that I found is a miracle morning. And so how calls these habits a series of life savers and savers is basically an acronym for the six habits that he refers to. So S is for silence or some form of meditation. A is for affirmations. V for visualizations. E for exercise. R for reading. And S for scribing or some form of journaling. So I'm going to go into a little bit deeper about uh, which ones I choose to do and what's really involved and what I get out of it. So starting off with meditation. Meditation for me basically is starting the day with connecting to myself and to something greater than myself. And if you're somebody like me who doesn't really like sitting still and likes to be busy, then you may find uh, that you get significant physical and mental resistance to doing this, which is even more of a reason to do it. Okay. Uh, Because on the other side, is a sense of serenity and peace 
and calm within yourself. That's been my experience. And if you are starting this for the first time, it can literally be five minutes if you've never done it before. That's progress from zero minutes. Or if you're currently doing 10 to 15 minutes, then maybe make it 15 to 20. Anyway, that it's progress. I found the optimal time for me is around 20 minutes. Uh, with that sort of time, I, I find it's long enough that I get to push past the resistance, but not so long that I feel it eats into too much of my day and, and is more likely to send me off track. And so that's that's what works for me. And I've also attached some active links to a couple of guided meditations that I sometimes use uh, in the PDF guide. Um, and Another thing that it's really helped me with is to be able to connect to my own innate wisdom and intuition and learn to trust it. Because we have this incredible feedback system called innate intelligence that's continuously striving to keep us connected to our most authentic self. And that feedback can show up in the form of physical or mental symptoms such as stress, fatigue, anxiety, depression, feeling lost, feeling stuck, when we are ignoring our inner voice. And so acknowledging that, first of all, that that's part of the feedback system and it's our body's way of telling us that we need to make a change. We just need to stay open to hearing it and trust that you have the answers within to discover your next move. And meditation for me is like this this gateway to my inner voice being heard. And in the times where I wanted to, let's say, make decisions and I was looking out externally, speaking to other people, for example, looking for some sort of outside input, I get so many conflicting ideas and then I feel pulled in every direction and feel overloaded and even more stuck and stressed out. And it creates almost like this cloudy fog where I don't know which way to turn. And every so often you get this little gut feeling, but because you're full of the cloud, you don't know when to trust it. And that, that little gut feeling that you get is just your inner, in, inner intuition just trying to wake you up. And so practicing meditation consistently for me brings clarity. I can ask my body questions and without like consciously focusing on finding the answer, naturally the answer seems to come and whether that's within my own inner thought during or after a meditation or later in the day or that there's some sort of weird synchronicity where something shows up at exactly the right time to give me the answer and with repetition this helps me trust myself alongside the calm and inner peace that I feel then the next one is journaling and really you can do this in any way you want I quite like after doing meditation, a sort of free flowing, almost uh, a written diarrhea of offloading, basically, just any thought that comes into my head, just getting it out onto paper. And for me, when I, my mind is, you know, running at 1000 miles an hour, it's I find it's a very good way just to offload and get some clarity. But you can do this in any way. You can document, let's say, what's going on with you. You can write out your goals for the day uh, or for the future. Uh, and something else I like to do and I really recommend is to write out each day three things that you're grateful for. Um, and in particular, combining these gratitudes actually as part of your meditation is even more 
powerful to get into the body feeling of it. And then once you write them down, it just compounds on it because gratitude is something very special. Each thought that we think and word that we say and emotional state that we're in carries a certain frequency and a wavelength. And gratitude is an incredible one. It is super coherent and it has been found to create some amazing physiological changes. And the more that we practice gratitude, the more we train our mind to see and experience things to be grateful for. And very importantly, when we live in a world that's really run on fear, so much of our thinking is based upon fear. Fear cannot exist in a state of gratitude. So that's an an important one. Next one is reading. And this is something nonfiction, something personal development orientated, something that helps you to create a new subconscious programming that ultimately is going to create different outcomes and results in your life. Because the outcomes in our life and the results that we're getting are determined by our subconscious beliefs. So like many people, when they want to make a change, they head straight for action. So for example, you want to lose weight and you decide to go on a diet or you exercise more. But very soon you slip back into the old behaviors because the subconscious programming, the beliefs that are stored in our subconscious that create the thoughts, the feelings, actions, behaviors, and ultimately the results have not changed. So I find by reading something personal development orientated around a subject that I'm really wanting to work on at that time, I'm reprogramming my subconscious to see a new perspective and create a new belief. And therefore that autopilot system of our subconscious then is more readily going to create a new thought, feeling, action, behavior, and ultimately a result. And then of the ones that Hal mentioned, I personally don't use affirmations too often I have in the past if you feel it works for you great I personally don't think that affirmations in isolation are too useful because it's sort of just telling your brain something it doesn't really believe but if you do use them in combination with visualizations and even better attaching a feeling in the body so an elevated emotion in the body that can really create a shift because emotions are energy in motion and getting into that energetic space is what can create a new memory a new neural connection in the brain and in essence it really creates a new you and a lot of the meditations that I choose to do use this principle so actually even though I'm not sitting and actively uh saying affirmations or doing visualizations separately I am within the meditation and that's included a little bit in the ones I've put in the guide but taking the time to feel it in the body and the future that you want to create is really powerful and that could be that it's just how your day wants to go so how you interact with others how you feel about yourself uh, what you get done in a day or it could be even further in the future but the body speaks the mind So changing the body creates a new mind. Then when it comes to exercise, this could be anything. I mean, it could be some stretches you do. It could be a yoga routine, or maybe you want to go for a run. Anything just to get your body going, get your muscles moving, get your joints loosened up, get your nerve signals firing. 
in as part of my morning routine, I just choose to do a few spinal exercises and a few jumps on my mini trampoline. But I do separate to the morning routine, make sure that I get some form of exercise as part of my day every single day and then do full workouts uh, around three times a week. But this is really what suits you. So overall, I choose to do meditation, journaling and reading. And this could literally be, you know, 10 minutes. You could do them all in or you can allocate an hour. It's really up to you. I personally like to, in total, do around 45 minutes to an hour, ideally. And this is getting up earlier than you normally do. If you get up at 7.30, this is getting up at 6.30. If you get up at 6.30, this is getting up at 5.30. And this, I think that there's something really almost majestic about the morning, just having that time to yourself before anyone else gets up, And after I've done my meditation and I start doing my journaling and reading and I make myself a cup of coffee and it's like a little date with me every day. But what it comes down to is this, how we start our day dictates how the day goes. And that is why it's called the miracle morning. This is not miracle lunchtime or miracle evening. This allows us to set the tempo for the rest of the day. And if you're anything like me, you have been guilty of starting the day by hitting the snooze button, which is basically a rejection of the day and resisting it even beginning in the first place, or reaching for your phone, and which I do, I'm very guilty of doing, and then hitting myself up with some blue light consumption and just pumping out some juicy stress hormones in the body, brilliant start to the day, or just pushing it really to the last minute where I have just enough time to get ready. And then it's chaotic and it's frantic. And if you start in that frantic, and chaotic state, the day tends to continue that way. So if your days become chaotic and frantic, then the weeks become chaotic and frantic, then the months, and then the years end up like that. And before you know it, time is gone. So choose the frequency that we run each day and start with a clear intention, choosing who you want to be, how you want to show up for others. And for me personally, what I've got out of it are many things, more focus, I feel calmer, more organized, more productive, more grateful, clearer headed, feel more in control of my life. And I think very importantly, more present. And this has been something that I continuously challenge myself to do is to become more present instead of my classic MO, like many people, is to live in the past and get down about that or worry about the what ifs of the future. Either way, in those two places, I'm not present and I'm wasting energy there. So being able to be in the here and now and train ourselves to do that, we free up more energy in order to create a different future. Now, I know that loads of you may be thinking and running that story, I don't have time for that. And I know because I used to do exactly the same thing. However, when I started doing these morning rituals, it was a few years ago when I was in practice and it was a quite stressful time. I was really busy with the practice, but at that point I had made the decision to sell and I was going through negotiations with buyers and lawyers and my relationship was under strain. My sister-in-law had come to live with us and it felt as though I was just getting lost and caught up in all this chaos. And this book 
lovely as the universe does, it delivered it to me at the perfect time. That perfect synchronicity, you know, universe gave me the gift and my eyes at that time was open to receive it. And I read this book and I just, I just took a chance. I gave it a go before I'd even finished the book. I'd started doing the morning savers and I would get up every morning at quarter past five and do my daily tuning before getting ready for the day and seeing my first patient at 7.30. And yes, it was early and yes, it was challenging at first, but I remember doing my first solid three months in a row and the changes were just amazing. In fact, very quickly within the first week, I felt different. All the, the benefits that I mentioned earlier were becoming a reality. And, there, and the truth is time is just an illusion anyway, because initially running that story, I don't have time. In fact, it gave me more because instead of being that sort of, okay, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy and getting caught up in all the busyness, which is just a stress state running out and not very productive. I managed to manage my time better and I therefore got so much more done. Uh, but yes, there are mornings where you don't feel like it. And yes, there are times when, you know, I've got super distracted in my meditation. And yes, there's times when I've fallen off course as I have now. But the reality is we're never going to feel like it. Um, and the truth is, like now, you know, when I've got more going on and you get more in a state of overwhelm and stress, self-care is usually the first thing to go. And this is when we need it the most. And what I know, and so I'm telling this myself, I feel 100% different on the days where I do the tuning versus the days that I don't. So I encourage myself and I encourage you to start somewhere. But if this is your first time, just try to commit to 30 days until it becomes a habit. And if at some point you become aware you've drifted off, don't beat yourself up about it. Just make a different choice and choose to course correct. And this is something that I, I have a word with myself about as well. And I think this is something that can just help to give the motivation to get back on it is to see this as choosing your pain because we try to avoid pain at all costs, but pain is part of a human experience. It's always going to be present in our life. And if we continuously chase the one-sided positive, happy and easy path what we end up doing is attracting experiences to bring us back to balance that are difficult or challenging or painful. That's the universal order. That's the duality of life. So getting up earlier than we want is choosing the pain. Exercising when we don't feel like it is choosing the pain. Sitting and going beyond the physical and that mental resistance in meditation is choosing the pain because there really isn't an easy track path. And choosing this pain is really the route to pleasure, I think. So give yourself 30 days, create the new habit. I'm back on it tomorrow. I'd love it if you join me. Head to my website, journeytoauthenticity.co.uk to download your free guide. And as I said, I've got links to a couple of the meditations I use. So you can use guided ones, two different lengths of time. I have my top five book recommendations for the mornings. And some of the questions that I like to ask myself in my journal as well. So then let me know how you get on. Email me. I'd love to hear what changes you notice. And just I'd empower you really just to give yourself the gift of time. So thanks for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for listening to Journey to Authenticity. If you found something meaningful in this episode, then head to iTunes to rate, review and subscribe. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.